As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the She Wins Podcast, the place for you to learn the systems and the strategies to grow your business and avoid costly mistakes. Every week, your host and amazing guests have conversations that will inspire you, motivate you, and empower you to show up and make it happen. Learn about marketing, building authority, lead generation, self-love, and much more with your host, marketing and business strategist, your soon-to-be business bestie, Fatia Fusaini. You're thinking about starting a podcast, then you definitely want to check out the Podcast Success Course, a step-by-step video course that helps you start your podcast from scratch in the right way so that in the future you can turn it into a business. For more details, visit thepodcastingclub.com or the show notes. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to today's episode. I hope you're all doing great. I hope you're all doing it absolutely amazing. As I said, I think I said it multiple times already, but I'm so excited about the second season and about the guests that I'm about to talk to today. Like, you know, if you are busy, like you need to kind of stop because this is an important topic that you need to listen to. Get your notebook, get an iPad, wherever you used to take notes. But today's episode is about to be amazing. So just make sure that you get yourself very comfortable, get some tea, coffee. And, you know, today I have with me Kim Thompson. Welcome to the show, Kim. (laughs) <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm so glad to be here. So, so Kim is the extraordinary ninja, chief visionary officer of RTI Publishing and the host of an amazing podcast called Auto to Authority. We're going to talk about this later on as well. So Kim helps entrepreneurs, professionals, coaches, and speakers to ghostwrite, produce and publish their signature book and kind of use that as a marketing tool within their business so that they can position themselves as an authority within their niche. So I know Kim, I'm so happy to have you here and you are going to tell us more about this. Well, thank you very much. And you know what, when you're the extraordinary word ninja, you're very seldom at a loss for words. So I'm excited about today. Um, Would you like me to begin about telling a little bit about my story? Sure, definitely. Yeah, tell us more about your background and how you actually got started. (laughs) So my story starts when I'm four years old and my mother dies. Hmm. It was a really hard time in my life. 
Now, I'm very thankful and grateful. I don't have one of these stories, you know, where my mother died and I grew up with this drunk, abusive father. Yeah. My father was the exact opposite. He was amazing. When my mother died, many of the family members said, David, you know, you should give Kim and Tara, my, my sister and I, up for adoption. There's no way a man can raise two girls on his own. You know, and my dad, basically in language I will not use on this podcast, <laughs> uh, told them to either help him or take a flying leap because he was raising his girls. And so I had an amazing dad, uh, but he wasn't a mom. Yeah. You know, and my little girl heart needed a, that woman, that, you know, that yeah, feminine that figure, yeah. you know, to affirm me as a woman. Mm. Now in grade two... I got this wonderful, beautiful, talented, creative teacher, woman teacher, and I fell in love with her. And every day I'd go home and dream that my dad was going to marry her and she would become my mom. And from the time I was very little, I had this incredibly vivid imagination. But in grade two, I could finally write my stories down. All these things that I had imagined. And I don't know about you, but I remember the first time that, you know, I worked really hard on it and, and I brought it to the teacher and I handed it to her Yeah. and she looked at it and she told me how great it was. Well, you know, that's all this seven-year-old grieving little heart needed. Yeah. And I started writing and writing mm-hmm. and writing and writing pages, 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 and more pages every day. Yeah. I was also very emotionally needy. And so, you know, I was clinging to her like a mother. And so the day came and, you know, looking back on it, I realized that what she said was out of frustration, not that she really meant it. Mm. And she just, you know, I can pretty well guarantee you in the late sixties, early seventies, they did not have teachers college courses on how to deal with seven year old grieving little girls. Yeah, definitely. So in a moment of frustration, because I just would not let this woman alone, she looked at me and she said, Kim, don't write. You're not a good writer. <gasps> no way. Like I said, she said it out of frustration, though. But as a girl, that's, that breaks your confidence. And it, it oh, does yeah. a lot. Especially yeah. as you were seeing her as your like feminine figure, that mother figure that you didn't yeah. have, that was a lot to take in. How and were you able to then overcome that? It took about 30 years. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously I wrote, I was honors in English, you know, in, in high school. So, you know, I, I could write and I wrote things that I needed to write, but I never wrote the things in my heart. Mm. I never wrote the stories. I never taught people things through writing yeah. because that, that was my medium, but those words just kept going through my head. You're not good enough. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I think looking back on it, she really did try to tell me to back off. Like this was not, you know, this wasn't the first thing she said to me. It's just, I didn't understand. I was seven years old. I was needy. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think it was about almost 10 years ago now. Um, I was getting a website and I'm an entrepreneur and I wanted a website and Mm -hmm. I wanted one really badly. 
because everybody else had one and I didn't have one. <laughs> and um, one of the mentors that I was under had a, a deal that I could afford to get a website created. And I was so excited. Website. I can imagine. <laughs> and the, he got most of it together and he emails me and he goes, Kim, your website's almost up. We need to start working on your blog. Okay. I take back. What's a blog? <laughs> I didn't know. I knew that I knew that the website came with a blog, but I didn't know what the blog was. I didn't pay attention. He was making me a website. <laughs> and I'll I'll never forget what he wrote back, at least the first few words. He says, Well, a blog is where you write. Hmm. I don't remember what it said after that. Yeah. But it, it did bring something back, isn't it? Well, those words went through my head. You're not a good writer. You shouldn't write. You know, you can't do this. And so that was a humongous crossroads in my life. And I had to make a decision. What was I going to do? Was I going to give up my dream of having a website or, you know, or what? I mean, there doesn't seem to be a lot of options, but I went through a lot of soul searching, mm. you know, and, and remembering. And that's when I kind of started, you know, I think God sometimes just opens things up and... I remembered yeah. and I realized that she said it out of frustration, not because she meant it. Mm. I mean, she was young. She was very young. I don't think she was even married. I don't know if she had kids. Yeah. Right. So, um, the, you know, when I came to these realizations, the first thing I did is I forgave her. I let those words go. Yeah. But then the hard part came. I had to start writing. And I remember, because back then, I wrote everything on paper and then typed it out. That's a really long process. I don't recommend it. Just learn how to type. But back then, I wrote everything out by hand. Yeah. And I remember for three days, I tried to write a blog post. And my office was filled probably about this high with crumpled pieces of paper because I would just... Anyway, after three days, I had about a page. Okay, you, you made it. <laughs> I mean, and I put it up on my website and I got a few people to read it mm. and guess what? They loved it. They thought it was so helpful. It was helping them. It was inspirational. Well, that was all this 40 something year old heart needed. <laughs> and I, I began writing a lot. And then a couple of years, well, about a year or so later, I realized I need to start writing books and that was another crossroads that I don't really have time to explain, but let's just say I came within a hair's breadth of not writing my book. And, mm. you know, that's kind of another long story, but yeah. I started writing books and I had, I learned how to do everything myself because I did not have money to pay people and I did not have money for expensive courses. So I Googled a lot yeah. and I bought a lot of seven, $10 courses just to learn how to do one little thing, but mm. I did it. Yeah. And then once I got the first book published, uh, two more came within a year and I had written a couple more books. Um, I did a couple planners for fun. I learned how to create Sudoku books, you know, like yeah. I just I did some creative things. Fast forward 2015. Now this year, my son was getting married. Of course, that's a lot of money going out. Yeah. And it was also the year that we absolutely had to replace two vehicles. Um, we called it the year of driving by faith. Mm -hmm. So it hit a point where both vehicles were not 
worth repairing anymore, but we still need to drive them until we could save up to buy other vehicles. And so I would get in my vehicle. I would pray I made it to where I was going. Yeah. I would do what I needed to do. And I would get in the car and pray I made it home. <laughs> so it was just one of these very expensive years. Mm. And I was on a freelance site. And I was looking for a graphic designer because I'm very talented, but do not ever ask me to draw anything. <laughs> Even a straight line with a ruler is sometimes beyond my abilities. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you, I had one of these God thoughts. And yeah. it was, you should see what people are paying for writing jobs. Mm. I thought, hey, you know what? I got time. I can, I can write. Yeah. And I started looking, I'm like, oh, they pay that <laughs> for that? I can, do, I can do that in about an hour, right? Yeah. And so I started taking on writing jobs, uh, specifically books. I didn't start off with blogs. I started off with books. And because I was already a published author and had great reviews on my books, I got jobs right away. Hmm. And within a year, I was so busy, I had to start bringing on other people because people wanted editing and all this other stuff. And while I could do all of that... There were some things I wasn't particularly strong in, especially mm -hmm. editing, but I just couldn't do it all myself. And so RTI Publishing was born because I just had so much business. I, I had to form a company and bring on people. Yeah. And it's been growing and developing. By about 2017, I started to really realize who I wanted to work with and, and what it was that I really wanted to do. You know, the first couple of years were just testing a lot of things and just you know, trying to bring in money and getting clients and that. But from 2017 on, I really started putting a game plan together. And from 2019 on, that was really when the author to authority concept started to come into play. Mm. And I realized really what my niche was and what I loved and what I wanted to help people to do. Yeah. And I know that you obviously wrote, like you said, five plus book. So what I want to go through is the importance of like writing your story and sharing your story. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So most people think their stories are not important enough. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. That it's not big enough. It's not, not dramatic enough. enough. It's not life-changing enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I didn't have this huge dramatic thing happen. Yeah. And what people don't realize is that your story is one of the most powerful things that you can tell. Now, will your story have an impact on everybody? I like to use the word minister. I realize it's kind of a Christian word, but you get the sense of it. No, your, your story will not have an impact on everybody. But there's a group of people out there that your story will make all the difference in the world to. That's so true. Right? So yeah. you need to tell your story. And, and not just in a book. You know, you can tell it on podcasts. You can tell it on videos. Like there's so many places you can tell your story. You tell your story to your clients. Right? But a book lasts forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, where you live, but I know here in Canada, books are kind of sacred. People do not throw out books. People will carry boxes of books they never will read again from one <laughs> house to the other until they finally get so tired. But then they won't throw them out. They yeah, find that's so true. Donate them. 
That's so true. That's so right. True. So We're actually talking right now, and I have a, a a box here full of books, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna get a, a, a like you know a library and just put them there as a decoration. But as you're saying, you're so right. Nobody chose them. Like people think because it's something that you can hold. It has such such a power on us. Well, they're valuable. Yeah. Books are valuable. Mm. So when you put your, your story in a book, you know, and then that book lasts, you never know where that book's going to go. You never know where it's going to end up and you never know who's going to read it. Yeah. And your story travels. Like the thing I love about reading books is like how you can relate to certain stories and how certain a situation will help you get get you out from your own situation and i think that's, that's right. the beauty of, of sharing your story because like you were saying yeah your story might not be for everybody but there's that person that needs to hear your story and i think yeah. that's what books do very very well me too <laughs> <laughs> And when we're talking about, obviously, you have a, a whole podcast about the auto to authority concept. And on this podcast, we have the 80% women entrepreneurs listening. And I know that all of us are thinking in the future, I might want to have a book. And, you know, it might increase my credibility, my authority. What are the things that someone needs to consider when they want to write a book? Well, first of all, let's go back a little bit, okay? Because even though the author and the author to the authority concept is important, I think there's something else first. And that is the fact that every entrepreneur can become an authority. Yeah. Now, do you start out as an authority? No. In fact, most entrepreneurs start out invisible. And I remember the first time someone said that to me, I wanted to punch the person in the face. How dare they call me invisible, right? Because I've got skills, talents, abilities. My customer service is amazing. I care about my clients. I do what I do well. How dare you call me invisible? Yeah. But I realized that that person was not questioning my ability, but my visibility. Yeah. Was not personal. No. And I mean, he, this person was speaking from stage, so it wasn't like it was a one-to-one -one conversation, right? <laughs> but you felt at, like, you know, attacked. <laughs> I did, but I got thinking about it and I realized that he sold the same thing I did. Well, he offered a whole lot less, um, didn't care about his clients anywhere near what I did. And he was charging six to 10 times more and hundreds of people were flocking to him and I was struggling to get clients at the time. Yeah. And I realized what he was saying was that if I wanted to build a business, I needed to become visible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that first stage of visibility is becoming that expert in your niche, right? Owning who you are. Right. I do, I do a whole day seminar on this. So, you know, I'll try to compact it down, but you know, you've got to move up to the expert stage and you know, and that starts with a lot of one-to-one -one work, right? You hit the authority stage and as you're moving through the authority stage, that's when your business really starts to, you know, explode and you get that momentum and you move from one working one-to-one to one-to-many -one -one and your business yeah. grows and you bring on people, right? So it's a process, and it's a process that can take anywhere from three to seven years, depending on how much action you can put in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you can go from 
invisible to expert pretty easy and you don't even need a book to do it. So I'll quickly just talk about the six key building blocks to authority. Yeah. Okay. These are the six key areas you need to, to build in. First is your marketing. Okay. You have to have your core marketing message down pat and it's comprised of three questions. Who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who are you in relationship to those two? So I'm not talking your personal persona, your business persona. My business persona, I'm the extraordinary word ninja and chief visionary officer of RTA Publishing. That's my business persona, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you need to have that down. You know, just work on those three things. If you don't have those three things cemented, work on it. I know it seems counterintuitive. You would just want to get out there and do it. But by doing those things, you will find the right people to work with who will pay you what you are worth, as opposed to trying to scrounge around going through a lot of people to find a few people who want to cheap you out and make your life miserable. Yeah. Right? I, I did that. Okay, the first couple of years, I worked with a lot of people I will never work with again. They made my life miserable and they were, they were nickel and diming me left, right, and center. Yeah, and that's, that's not why who I wanted to work with. Yeah, like that's why it's important to kind of master like and know exactly who is you who you're targeting because yeah. at that moment probably you were targeting everybody and yeah, everybody exactly. was a potential <laughs> client for you as long as it gave you the money. But then you can kind of like work through who you are your messaging and who you are targeting, and then you can actually get who you actually want to work with and exactly. charge. The, the amount you deserve because you're providing a result and you know that's the yeah. work that it takes to understand that yeah so the second part is sales you do not have a business if you cannot sell now there was a period of time that sales was the s word in my life <laughs> right now it's my best friend because i've learned a very simple conversation based system on generating leads and then converting them into paying clients and customers, right? So sales does not have to be hard. It does not have to be complicated. You do not need a website to sell, right? You just, you just need to be able to find people and then do some actions to get them to a conversation. Yeah. You know, I've sold packages that were worth five to $10,000 in two to three conversations without a website, right? Without all these fancy things, right? Sales does not have to be hard. Yeah. Next is your network. You have to build a network of people, you know, and, they, and you have to have a whole bunch of C's in them, right? So you have to have clients and, um, you know, comrades and coaches, and you have to have audience. Like there's, you know, all your, it's not just, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. One type of person, you need to build a whole network of people. And again, that takes time. That's why some of these things in, take three to five years, but you have to start. Yeah. Right. Then you're written in your vocal communication. They must be in sync. If one is way stronger than the other, people will judge you by what you're weakest at, not by what you're strongest at. So you need to make sure that, you know, if you write well, but don't speak well, well, then start to learn to speak well. And one of the best organizations to do that, and I am a part of it, is Toastmasters. It is around the world, and it's one of the best, most supportive, you know, my Toastmasters gang is amazing. We have fun and it's an um, encouraging learning environment where I can learn to speak well in a safe place. Yeah. Right. If it's writing, then, you know, start working, start doing a little bit of studying on grammar, start taking some writing courses, right? Learn how to express yourself differently. Yeah. And then of course, you know, social media, you can't do anything without social media these days. That's the reality. But it's not exactly what you think it is, right? So social media is more about creating that social proof. It's not necessarily your selling platform. Yeah. It, it's where people can find you and where you get to prove that you're an expert and an authority. And then finally, promotion. And I don't recommend this until you're well into authority stage. This is where you're really getting out there. You know, you're doing a lot of things where you're doing it once it's going out to many people. So being on podcasts, being on stages, being on TV, being on radio, like there's all sorts of these different things that you can do. Guests, blog posts, and all this other kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But you don't want to do that until you're ready. Because if you grow too fast, you'll burn out because you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Right. I think that's so important. Like that's a very, very important thing that you just said. If you grow too fast and you're not there, because I always say like, you know, the, the person I was five years ago, eight years ago, actually nine years ago, when I first started my business, it's not the same person I am today. No. You kind of need to develop personally to get to yeah. that stage where you can handle stuff. So I think that's a very important thing to say. Don't think about growing too fast and then you cannot handle it because you don't have the systems in place. You don't have everything you need exactly. in place. Yeah, exactly. Very, very important. 
So, you know, as you're building in these six key areas, here's where your book makes a difference. Your book, when you write a signature book, now this is a nonfiction book. It speaks to a target market about a specific problem. Yeah. Okay, this is not just a general book. Now, in that book, you tell your story, but it's not, the book's not mainly about your story. Your story is to demonstrate that you're the expert that can help them, expert authority that can help them with their problem. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you tell your story in your book, but the main point of the book is not your story. It's how much value you can share and how much you can change their life. So they see that you're the person to help them get to where they want to be. Right. Yeah. So when you have that signature book, it allows you to build in those six key areas faster and stronger. Mm. And that, that's basically the author to authority concept in a very short space of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's so clear and it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. So yeah, and you, you, you spoke about signature, um, you know, book, your signature book, and it has a specific goal. Let's yes. talk more about that. Like what exactly does, you know, you need to insert in your signature book, apart from your story, mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? If someone doesn't know how to, what is a signature book? How can we explain that? So first of all, you have to have your core marketing message, right? You have to know, you have to know who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who are you? Mm -hmm. Right? Those are key components of your book. If you write a book to everybody, you're writing to nobody. So true. Right? So I usually explain it this way. There'll be 10 to 15% of people who will absolutely love your book. They will love your message. You, they will think you are the best thing on the face of the earth. They become your brand ambassadors and they tell everybody they need to buy your book. Mm. Unfortunately, on the bottom end, there's 10 to 15% of people who may not have even known you before, but when they see your book, they'll hate you, hate your book, hate your message, hate everything you stand for and will actively promote against you. And you know what? There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So don't even try. (laughs) Don't try to change those people. Let them be. Let them say what they want. Who cares? Right? You've got that 10 to 15% at the top. That doesn't matter what anybody says. They love you. And if somebody attacks you, they'll defend you. Right? And then in the middle, you have everything in between. You know, you have on the lower end, people who don't like you don't like your message, but They're not against you. They're not, you know, actively against you, right? They're just, they'll never buy your book. Mm -hmm. And then at the top end, you've got people who become great clients, great customers. You know, they, they love your, your book, your messaging, they work with you, but they may not necessarily be your brand ambassadors. Yeah. Right. But they could be good repeat clients and customers, but they're not that top. Those, those people who just absolutely love you. So when you're writing your book, Write the book to the people who absolutely love you. Mm. Okay. And you're going to focus in on four key areas. Now, this is, this is something I, people pay me to teach them. So you're, you know, you're getting this for free. So take notes because if you put all of this together that I've just told you and you really think it through, you can actually create the outline of your book with this. 
Now, usually I take a whole day course teaching on this, but this is the, this is the core of it. All right. So it comes down to four things. Uh, problems, needs, wants, and desires. Now let's think of this on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. Is zero's where this person who's reading your book is starting. 10 is where you can bring them to. Okay. Okay. So they've got to get from zero to 10. Yeah. One, two, three are the problems that they face. And most people will never get past one, two, and three. Hmm. They, those problems seem like insurmountable walls. You know, you're on the other side looking at them going, if you just understand how easy it was to get through them. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of your book is going to be getting people past one, two, and three mm. about the problems they face, the problems in the head, the problems in the heart, the outside obstacles that they face. Right. So a lot of your book is about that. Four, five, and six is who they need to become. Mm. So once they get through those initial obstacles, like you said, you're a whole lot different person now and you can handle way more than you would have eight or nine years ago, right? Yeah. So that four, five, and six is about developing the person that they need to become, that they can handle what happens when they reach 10. Yeah. Okay. Seven, eight is the wants, you know, so they're almost there, right? They want it really bad. What are the things that they, those last few things they knew to, to get over the finish line? Mm. And then nine and 10 is what life looks like when they reach the goal. Yeah. Okay. So most of your book is one, two, three, four, five, six with sprinkles of seven, eight, nine, and 10. Mm. Because once you hit about five, then you know, your book can accomplish a lot, but your book can't get them to 10. Your book can show them that 10 possible, but your book gets them to like four or five, right? Yeah. But then if they want to get to 10, they need your help. Okay. Right. And so that's where in the book and you're positioning yourself, you're going to be saying, you know, like I can give you all this. I can't give you everything in a book. Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, if this is something that interests you and you want more help, you know, here's something you can check out, mm. you know, or if you'd like a personal consultation with me to see if I can help you get over the next hump, right? So you have those natural sounding marketing messages in your book. Yeah. So your uh, book kind of acts like a lead magnet, like, you know, yes. a lead nurturing, literally a funnel kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you write your book properly, now again, not everybody but that 10 to 15% of people will take action on what you've written and they will contact you. They will buy something. Mm. They will get on your email list. Like they will do something to connect with you. Yeah. They'll consider you the authority that you're, you're trying to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, and that's very like, you know, I guess like everybody listening now is probably thinking, Oh, like that makes so much sense. And I get why, like, you know, after obviously everything that you talked about, I get the importance of a kind of writing a book right now. Everybody's thinking about automation systems, writing a book. It's another system. It's a great way to market yourself, build authority, your credibility, position yourself as an expert and kind of lead people to, to discover you and your message and what you do. And I think that's amazing. So would you like me to give you another little 
gold nugget? Please. I feel like, you know, there's so much about, that's why I'm like, you know, people who know me know that I talk a lot, but I was just like, shush and listen, because so much value has been shared today. Okay. So I'm going to do a quick demonstration with you. So people wonder how you can use a book to sell. So, you know, when you're expert right up into authority, there's different ways to use your book, but here's how you can use your book in the beginning. So let's say once we can finally all get back together again, you're at a networking meeting, Mm -hmm. right? So you're going to bring one copy of your book and it's going to be a copy that that's well-worn used, you know, you make sure that it, it, it looks kind of ratty. Yeah. Okay. Not completely destroyed, but well loved. <laughs> so you've got this book with you and you meet someone and you're having a good conversation and you feel they would be a good potential client. Okay. Yeah. So this is not something you do with everybody. You have to have that conversation. You have to kind of weed through some people first. But if you feel this is a good person, at some point in that conversation, you're going to pull out your book and you're going to say, you know, by the way, did you know that I'm an author and I wrote the book on like Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, you're the authority on the, you're the expert on and you hand them the book. Okay. Mm. Most people will start flipping through the book. They'll read the table of contents. They'll start flipping through pages right? Occasionally someone will just kind of flip through it, put it down by their side. If that's the case, they're definitely probably not the right client for you. You just take the book back, you continue your conversation, whatever. But if you're, if they're reading the book, you're watching them and they're reading and you're seeing the lights and the eyes are bright and they're smiling, right? Yeah. So, and you give them the time to do it. Don't rush it. Hmm. Let them look through the book, just stand there quietly and let them look through the book, right? And when they're finally done, and they're smiling and they're kind of, you kind of see like they want this book. As you take it back from them, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it back from them. That's the key. You look at them and you say, you know, there was no way I could bring 50 million copies with me. And this copy here is my special copy. You know, this was the first one on the top of the box, the first box that came. Okay. So this is my special one. Mm-hmm. Right? And you make, you make one book your special one. Like, don't, yeah. don't lie. Carry one book with you that's your special book, right? And you say to them, you know what? I don't give this book away. But what I can do for you, and of course, you know, there's no way I can carry so many copies with me Mm -hmm. as I'm walking around. But if you give me, and you say it very casually, you know, if you give me, and you notice I'm kind of doing the hand thing, you know, if you can't see it on the podcast, but I'm just kind of doing a, "Ah, I don't care, (laughs) attitude, right? It's like casually. Yeah, if you give me your name, your address, you know, phone number, email, all that kind of stuff, I'll pop a book in the mail for you. Hmm. Right? So what have you done? You just generated a lead and you have all of their information. And you made sure that they were a qualified lead. And that was the important yes. thing that you mentioned. Yeah. Like, because this is going to cost you money, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is not free. This is going to cost you a little bit of money. Yeah. That's why you pre-qualify. And you make sure you send them that book out that next day right? Hmm. Now, here's, here's where it becomes magical. You now have a reason to call that person. How many times do we have a conversation, but you don't, you don't feel like you have a reason to call them because yeah. you don't want to sound salesy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You now have a reason to call them because you want to make sure that you know, like in Canada, it's Canada Post. Like I would want to make sure that Canada Post, because they lose things, mm-hmm. Canada Post got the book to my client. 
my yeah. potential client, right? Yeah. So about a week or so later, I would get on the phone and just say, hey, Peggy, it's Kim. Remember, I met you at the such and such networking event. How are you, right? Just quick question for you. I put that book in the mail that you wanted. Did you receive it? Right? Starts yeah. the conversation. If they get the book, you can ask them if they read it. Yeah. And whether they've read it or not doesn't matter mm -hmm. because you can still continue the conversation. And usually yeah. goes, if they've read it, you've like, okay, I'm really curious. I'm doing some market research. What part of the book just really hit you right, mm -hmm. you know, as you were reading it, yeah. right? If they haven't read it, you said, you know what? I understand life gets busy, but mm -hmm. you know, when you were scanning the book, when I first showed it to you, what kind of caught your attention? Mm. See, those things that caught their attention are probably areas that they're struggling in. Yeah. And then that you can start sense. having a conversation. You can provide value. Mm, yeah. And from there, you transition it into either another phone call where you can go into more depth and helping them, or you transition it into a sales conversation and you test to see if they're ready to buy. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Like that makes so much sense. And it's a, it's a process that everybody, obviously right now, if you have a book, it is something that you can definitely test out if you haven't done it before. And if you don't have a book, this is something to consider. It's also, it's the same process with everything. Like, yeah, we're talking about a book, but this is a process that you can apply in different areas as well. It's all about getting people to kind of um, you know, getting to that stage where you can have a conversation easily, yeah. selling without being salesy. That's what, what you just did. Yeah. Because a lot of people think, oh, I need to tell them, go to my website, go and check it out. No, like you can sell without being salesy. You can share your story. You can kind of um, have a conversation to understand like, what is their struggle? What are they, what are they thinking about? And kind of take that conversation from there, qualify them and understand where they are in their life so that then you can understand them. And it's all about listening as well. And because only if you listen, you're going to understand what are they, what is the, what is, what are the things that they want and what are the things that they need? And that's mainly what you need to know in business in order to kind of give people the result that you're looking for. Well, here's the thing. Most people are afraid of giving it away. Mm. I gave a lot of it away today. Yeah. An authority is never afraid to give it away. Yeah. Now, you want my services, you're paying me. Exactly. Right? But, you know, many times I'll have an hour conversation with people. You know, I don't have time for a lot of them, but, they're, you know, I'll give somebody an hour and I'll answer all of their questions. Now, if you want anything beyond that hour, like I said, you know, show me the money, honey, right? Yeah. But I am willing to give out. I'm willing to provide value. I'm willing to answer questions. Don't hold back the good stuff. Give people the good stuff. Tell them what they need to know. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you can stand out and prove that you're not stingy, if, if you are generous, mm. people want to work with you. You, I, I, it all way. I can tell you exactly how to write a book and people will still pay me to do it or still pay me uh, for some of the courses that I'm developing. 
that's such an important thing that you just said that don't be afraid to give even if you give 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 it always comes back to you people will still pay you not because you you gave up something that you think they're secret or things like that that people are not going to come to you actually that's going to motivate them to come to you because they understand okay she knows what what you know everything about this oh she's definitely the person i need like People need that extra motivation. Thank you so much, Kim, for sharing all this. Like, I really appreciate you coming here today and, you know, giving us all this time, all these precious tips. I'm so, so grateful for you coming today. So please let our audience know, like, how they can connect with you. So two things. If you liked what you heard today, check out the Author to Authority podcast. Um, you can go to authortoauthority.com forward slash podcast, or you can find it on all of the major podcast apps. Now, I want to give you away something for free. Um, I've been working on my book, Author to Authority, and the first couple of chapters explain pretty well everything I just went through in more detail. So if you've liked what you've heard today, then I want you to go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book and you can get a free excerpt of the book i'm hoping that it's going to be coming out in march and um you know that will give you explain everything to you in more detail that's amazing as you guys know already all these details are going to be in the show notes so make sure to check them out and check him out and something else that i always say and you guys know already is reach out to kim to ask your questions if you yeah. don't ask you don't get so make sure that you reach out to kim herself like she literally came here and shared so much value but i know that some of you might have different type of questions so don't be afraid to reach out to kim thank you so much kim for being on the show can i say one more quick thing sure. Okay, if you if you have a question, you want to talk to me, go to the Author to Authority Facebook group. Become a part of the group. You can ask your questions there. You can also private message me, and I will gladly either answer the questions in the group, I will answer your messages, or if I feel it's a, too much, we can book a one-hour time to ask your questions. So Author to Authority. Everything's Author to Authority. That's how you'll find me on Facebook. <laughs> I think like this, this was amazing. Like I love conversations like this and I really appreciate your time. As I said, Kim, and uh, all the details are going to be in a show notes. So you guys check it out, take advantage of this opportunity that you have. Like life is full of opportunity and Kim came here today and this is another opportunity for you that you're thinking about writing a book for you who you're curious about this stuff for you who you just want to connect with another woman entrepreneur like Kim like this is a beautiful opportunity so I'll just say like you know let's connect <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Kim we really appreciate you well thank you so much for having me on the show it's been a pleasure we hope you enjoyed today's episode for more resources check out www.shewinsmastermind.com and don't forget to subscribe rate and review see you next week
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 